Good morning. This is Chad with Palmetto Real Estate Pros. I've got Mr. Larry Jordan, the wise one here. Oh, boy. And uh, Dawn is with us. We're working to get to that level, Dawn. Um, <laughs> but we're here, and we're surviving the uh, Ian, the uh, hurricane from uh, fl- coming through Florida is now, I guess uh, they say about noon, hitting South Carolina's coast. Thankfully, it'll be a much lesser degree than, oh, yeah. than it went through there yeah, but bad down in florida really bad. i'm sure we could still expect some flooding and some things but uh so for all of you guys listening if you're in those affected areas be safe um it's probably best to go you know just come to columbia for a while it's rainy it's wet but <laughs> it's a, it may be a safer place to to hang out until you uh let this thing the storm pass us by right. Don't storm get, but less winds yes It'll less wind for sure and of course, I got up this morning, Don, and my swimming pool was covered in leaves and pine straw. Absolutely covered. Oh, Larry, first world problems, man. <laughs> yes, isn't that just terrible? You just want to cry yeah. a river. Yeah, it's just oh, one yeah. of And guess who's got to go clean it up? More tears. It was just sad, sad Y'all don't news. feel sorry for me at all. <laughs> the person you hired to do it. Yeah. So uh, we are here today to talk about real estate. We're so glad you joined us. You can call in if you have any questions or comments. We know more of you are at home today, so maybe that means more of you are listening. 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. And uh, be sure to go to our website if you want to check out the previous episodes, podcasts, and whatnot. 803-939-8562 is our phone number. I'm getting confused. It was... I'm. The website is <laughs> palmettorealestatepros.com, but you got both. You got a phone number and the website. Also on that website, <laughs> don't forget about our upcoming workshop, October 22nd. You can register on there, or you can call us on our landline, apart from the studio here at 803-939-8562. All right, so we got the commercials out of the way. Let's talk about real estate. So we had a couple things we want to talk about. One of the things that I saw that was super interesting, um, and and these are some of the things that we know are happening. But it, it's uh, this was out of Fortune magazine, and uh, the the headline is Boise, Las Vegas, Phoenix look like housing bust. So if you've been listening to the show, you know to read beyond the headlines because this is where most people stop. Oh my gosh, we're in a housing bust. So uh, this is a, they show an interactive map that shows the shift in the housing market. And um, what they mention here is that Jerome Powell, who's the Fed chair, has basically said, he, this is in quotations, um, we, we aren't watching the U.S. housing market normalize. We're watching it reset through a difficult correction. So that should tell you everything you need to know about why we see what we see. The, how, the, the Fed has decided it's time to fix all the you know the spending that's been happening over the years and so he goes on to say for longer term what we need is supply and demand to get better aligned so that housing prices go up at reasonable prices the problem with that statement is you probably will see them begin to go down and so we are we're not in a a buyer's market but it's going to get there if it continues which we probably see that it will and so here's just an example, and Don, I'll get your insight onto this because you're in Idaho, and so um, some of these some of these markets that were mentioned there. Um, here's a here's a group. The first group of the high tech hubs, San Francisco, where inventory. 
this is what you got to look for when you hear inventory um this is how many houses are on the market when inventory is super low it keeps prices higher because there's not as much inventory so there's less to choose from this is interesting in san francisco inventory is up 378 percent oh that's a lot my friend in san francisco she's in real estate she actually texted me last week and said the number of housing price adjustments meaning when when we real estate agents when we talk about adjusting a price it means we're uh decreasing that price she said the number last week was astounding like she'd never seen it before in san francisco inventory is skyrocketing here's another one san jose 177 percent increase in inventory so think about this we know how supply and demand this is all this is, is supply and demand when there's more supply hitting the market demand naturally is going to wane because there's more stuff out there and so think about it if you've got a million dollar house and you're like one of the only million dollar houses in the general market or one of the few you you feel pretty good right so if it's worth it right if the value is there however if 16 more people put their million dollar house similar to yours on the market what is that going to do it's probably going to mean you're either going to have to adjust and you know add something to your house to make it better that's where that forced appreciation we've talked about comes in something is going to have to change and usually the quickest way to change, uh, you know, people's perception or people desire to want something is to change the price. <laughs> right. Am I, am I correct? That's correct. Okay. The wise one gives me the word. Yes. Thank you. This is good. So Dawn, have you seen this in your market locally? Yes. Yeah. We've actually seen, uh, considerably more houses on the market. We've seen the prices starting to soften and we have um, seen a lot more buyer concessions for sure. So it goes from multiple offers to asking for closing costs. In my area alone, the list price to the sale price is 92%. So for example, if the list price was $100,000, the sales price is 90. on average $92,000. This is so something, it's, it's, this, is, yeah. this, is, this is something we did not see at the when we came out of this pandemic we were seeing most houses sell for 101 102 percent so basically they were selling for more than what was asking we we're seeing way more concessions and sometimes you won't see the price change well one of the things that does happen in the market too chad the interest rates are going up so it's going to help drive those prices down so people can qualify too Right, and so the, especially the, on houses that are, you know, the higher price point you get, the more of an adjustment in that price you're going to see, because correct. it's fewer. It, it it affects the affordability factor. That's a half a million dollar house is is not the payment isn't as affordable with a six and a half percent interest rate as it was at a three percent interest rate, um, but as you go down in price. Like the price, the houses at the top of the market priced at the top of the market are the ones that are always affected first when it comes to a buyer's market. Exactly. And so what we're seeing is more concessions. And so sometimes you may not see a price change. And so we would see this when as a realtor, you may see it if you dig a little deeper, you may see someone paying someone's closing cost. So it's 100% of the ask price, or sometimes we'll see even over the asking price, but the seller is paying or contributing to 
the buyer's closing cost. Closing costs run 2 to 4% typically on a transaction uh, for the buyer. So the buyer, I think uh, FHA allows the seller to contribute up to 6%, which is a lot, toward the seller's or toward the buyer's cost. And so um, if that were the case, this would be a, a good avenue. Like, look, I'll ba- pay you what you want, but I just well, would like you to pay my closing costs. So you could technically say I sold it for full price, mm-hmm. but you didn't collect you the, didn't full get the full purchase price. price. Exactly. <laughs> so we've only got about 10 seconds. So we'll continue this thought on the other side of the break. Hang on through the break. And 939-8562 is our phone number, and uh, we'll be back shortly. back about palmetto real estate pros um i gave the wrong phone number before the break it was the right phone number for our office but if you want to call into the show you would call 803-799-TALK 803-799-8255 so moving on we're talking about real estate we're talking about inventory changes which when you hear these words in real estate just think supply and demand Really, when you when inventory goes up, there's more supply, and so and uh, when the inventory is low, it usually means demand. There's not as much product, so the prices are going to hold. Uh, typically, now you could have a weird situation where there's no inventory and prices don't move, and you may have that here with interest rates going up, where it's just people are kind of stalemated. But there's always people that need to move. And in many cases, like what we're seeing here with San Francisco, highly like a tech sector. Um, one of the things we talked about in a previous show is San Francisco was a little concerned because there's so much of their uh, their employment is tech. And so if the tech industry decided, you know, hey, we need to downsize or we're going to fire people, they're going to be severely affected by that, which would in in affect the housing product I mean, market. Absolutely. Headquarters, a right. lot of those companies move uh, their business, A large business or corporation close up, it affects a lot of other trades. That's yep. right. So what, what this Fortune magazine is calling these areas that we're seeing this bump, this, this huge bump in inventory, they're calling them bubbly housing markets. <laughs> so they, they're saying these are like the, the tip of the bubble. But we see we saw this before, like these Absolutely. areas where they see these huge increases in in prices. They're usually the first ones that kind of the bubbles kind of busted. And so here's some here's some of those uh, those markets and some of these numbers, which is really just incredible. It says uh, over the past five months, inventory levels have spiked in bubbly markets like Boise. Dawn mm-hmm. <laughs> inventory is up two hundred ninety eight percent. Austin, Texas, 435% increase in inventory. Phoenix, 317%. Las Vegas, up 192%. So basically, we see things shifting fast, and you can kind of look at this as early innings in a ball game. You know, the game is not over, and you're going to see these highs, and then you're going to see the other markets start to be affected as well. And so um, this is kind of what we're looking at. And uh, we look at this data a lot. We are seeing more inventory in our area, but it's not like this. 
No, and well, our you're going to see still... some foreclosures coming on, too, that uh, are going to affect the market a little bit from banks and lenders. Well, when we've been waiting for these foreclosures ever since the uh, COVID happened and people were able to defer their loan payments and those uh, the deferment was extended and extended and extended. I mean, we've been talking about the foreclosure wave coming for the last two years now, two and a half years. And finally, it's to the point where people have been deferring their payment and then they had to start making their payment, but they didn't have the money or they weren't able to uh, restructure their loan. And uh, so now it's just to the point where they're out of options. And this is the foreclosure wave that we've been waiting for as a result of COVID. Right. And, and we, when we say we've been waiting for, it's not <laughs> like we're wanting that. But it's you not know, like we're on our surfboard. That, yeah. I mean, it's just, you, you know, with the flux in the market and people losing their jobs and things happening now with inflation price of gas you you know it's going to happen i mean people can only go so long and what's happened is the there's been moratoriums on the foreclosures with uh you know the government they're covering basically the the bank's losses in essence and saying hey don't foreclose don't foreclose you can't foreclose during the pandemic which was was a good thing but it does create a bottleneck and at some point, they have to meet FDIC, FDIC regulations, too, on bad loans. They, they have no choice. Right. So, so they have to do something at some point. You know what's amazing, too, about all these things? You know, with the banking crisis in 2008, 2009, uh, they flooded banks with money because it was, like, serious. Like, there were people mm -hmm. scared to death that knew a lot of stuff saying, you know, hey, this, this market – the banks, there's going to be a run on bank. They were really worried. And so they funded banks. But what we saw in that is that there was a lot of consolidation in banks because the big banks got all the money from the Fed. And so they swallowed up the little banks. And what's interesting, it seems like we would have learned our lesson and had more banks, like more small banks, more mom and not mom and pops, but, you know, more banks. And what we see is that we're going to see this again, more consolidation. Well, what? What did the Fed say? They were some of those banks were too big to fail. You they know, didn't want them I to would, fail. What I would have liked to have seen was the uh, the Fed just pay off people's mortgages instead of giving money to the banks. Thank you very because much. Because at the end of the day, the banks got all the money and all the real estate. Well, and and that's what we're seeing. This is this is the other article that we we were we we're kind of talking around about. It. This is an article from Market Watch. And the headline here is dramatic increase. Foreclosure filings are up more than 150%. And then it goes on to tell us about the market. But, um, you know, and, and again, this is in, you see it first in the bubbly markets. It's the same thing. You see it first in certain markets. It's not in every market. You have to look in your market. But um, so, for instance, the number of foreclosure starts, which is the, the first notice of foreclosure, which if you go... If you're familiar with this, it's called a list pendings. This is when the bank files foreclosure. Now, you could be behind on your payments and in default, but that's not foreclosure. Correct. Foreclosure is when the bank actually files a list pendings, which is a first notice, public notice. And so that's what this is referring to. And it says it's up 219% since the start of the year. And so um, we're going to see this more and more because the more pain inflicted in the market, the more expensive things get, 
the more people are going to say, you know, I, I can't pay this mortgage anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and it gives and some investors an opportunity. We're talking about in workshops, uh, gives investors more opportunity to find houses right. at a good deal too. I mean, it's the silver lining because even though people are facing foreclosure, there's still hope. They can still sell their house. That's right. In as is in any condition. We've got people who want to buy those houses. And yeah, Larry, to your point, we've got a workshop coming up October 22nd, which is going to teach investors how to find these houses. And they're off-market properties. They're not like you don't go on... You know, one you don't Google search houses in foreclosure because by then it's too late to find the great deals. I mean, you can find houses in foreclosure, but then you're bidding against all these other people, and you don't get to meet the owners, the sellers themselves. And so we're actually going to be teaching people how to find these houses. You can buy them for a dollar, and or um, different types of exit strategies to help the sellers, help these people who are facing foreclosure, you know, maybe put a little bit of money in their pocket mm. and help them move before they lose their house. And this is how, what interested me in real estate way back when, when I went on a trip and I've mentioned this on air with, uh, with, with you, Mr. Jordan yes, sir, and sitting at the table 14, 15, I don't remember, 16, I don't remember how old I was, but just riding along, I wasn't really interested. You know, hey, come with me. You're going to go with me to this house. And it's like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do that. Please, no, it's like torture. (laughs) But I went anyway, and I was was shocked because I was really moved, like, with with the situation because I remember sitting at the table with a a sweet couple that couldn't pay their mortgage and – my father on the other side of the table coming up with a solution to their problem. And um, it was good for them. It was good for him. And it stopped the process. And so. Saved their credit. It saved. Well, there's it's, nothing you can do about what's, what's yeah, already I mean, happened. It, yeah, but, but it, it did refresh few, it. Got somebody a few there. Payments. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll, the, the good thing about this is even real estate agents should even know some of this stuff. So well, you can. I mean, there are there are options there. I mean, if they've got enough time, you may be able to list the house. Yeah, if there's, that's if what there's I mean. equity, it, it's a lot of different options. You run across stuff that they don't have any equity though. They have no equity, and they not a lot of equity, and they are behind. What do you do? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just kind of some of the things we're going to talk about. And if you're in that situation where you're behind on your mortgage payments, call your mortgage company. Don't just put your head in the sand and pretend it's going to go away. Call the mortgage company because. We can promise you they don't want the house back. No, they don't want the house. They just want some kind of income, and there's a lot of options out there. I mean, if your mortgage company doesn't want to help you, call Chad or me. Uh, We'll be glad to try to step in and intervene. We've done that a number of times. So foreclosures are one indicator, but, you know, there's there's lots of others where people just, you know, maybe they're not behind, but they just need to get out of a house. And so these are some of the things you run into as the market shifts, as the market changes. There's some people that – you know, they can pay a second mortgage and uh, a house that's vacant. But, I mean, how many people want to do that just <laughs> indefinitely? You know, like, you know, the house needs work. Dawn, you've seen this a lot, you know, we but we've all seen this a lot where people have a house, maybe it needs some repairs. They keep thinking they're going to get around to it and fix it and sell it, and it just gets harder and harder to, to, to do it, especially when you're not there. 
Or the people who DIY it, like, yes, I'm going to redo my bathroom. So they tear the bathroom out. And before they even, you know, put another nail in the wall, they say, but I'm also going to move this doorway. So they tear door frames out and then they start tearing walls out. And then they're going to, you know, redo their flooring. And suddenly they've got a deconstructed house. Exactly. And, alli- and that's and like the end an, of it. It becomes an alligator eating them alive. That's it. That, exactly. And they never, they never finish any projects. And I've seen lots of houses We like that. were just on the way here looking at some photos of a house that we're redoing now uh, of a deck that was done. And we, we like doing decks. I'm like, we enjoy it. It's kind of fun for us, like therapeutic almost, <laughs> to go rebuild a deck or go do something at a house. But the busier we've gotten, it makes more sense not to do decks. And, uh, you know, and the reason why is because if we're doing a deck, we're not making money, we're not making, we're not making a find another deal. We're not really focusing on our time in the best, um, place. And so even though we could do the deck, it's still fun. Yeah. We'd be rather, we, it's better like to let someone else do it. Who's licensed and that they show us the work they do. We can go by and look at it, whatever. And so, um, even if you can do it, you may be better off not doing it just because you're you're now focusing your energies in a better way and if you can do it and you like doing it have at it just realize that when you do that you can't do another thing maybe looking at making some real money or return on your investment hang on through the break we'll be back shortly join us back here live back this is the palmetto real estate pros welcome back uh, remember you can go to palmetto real estate pros.com for more information and to register for our workshop that's upcoming october 22nd some of the things we've been talking about today inventory changes increases in uh, the the foreclosure rates all these things are going to mean there's more traumatic situations <laughs> in the marketplace and so when you see the market shifting, you're going to want to have more tools in your tool belt to help people, hopefully. Yeah. And if you've thought about real estate, <laughs> join us on October 22nd. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Chad. The um, If you're a real estate agent, even join us for that. Uh, and the price that we're charging is cheaper than going to real estate school. Well, it's an investment. Yeah, this is an investment you'll you make back, back <laughs> 10 times over that's in the right. first deal or two that you do. And if you have, you know, we're, we're taking people, anyone who's over 16, 16 and over, come on in. If you want to teach your kids about real estate, about how to get into real estate, if they're at least 16 and you believe that they are mature enough to sit through this eight-hour workshop, then definitely <laughs> they're welcome too. Well, see, I drugged Chad off when he was 16. Yeah. I've been talking with other people, and they want to teach their kids about real estate, and they've been asking, you know, he's 16, can he come? I was like, absolutely. Well, and we're working on some challenges with, um, like, doing it uh, Zoom, doing it over Zoom, like having it available digitally. We're working on that, so that might be a possibility. If you know that you can't make it, but you want to attend, uh, we're we're – I think we're coming up with some solutions to that potentially. So uh, call us and check on on that. If you're out of state, especially, or something like that, we can do that. But there's nothing like being in the room 
with people like-minded that encourage each other to go through this thing and complete it. And when I mean complete, it means do a deal. Right. So it's October 22nd starts at eight 30. It's in Columbia. The investment is $500. It's called uh, wholesaling or wait, recipes, recipes and wholesaling. Recipes. And we're going to talk about how to help all these people who are facing foreclosures as you're driving down the street and you see that house falling over that you don't think anybody wants, how to buy that house, where to find the owner, what to say to them, the, uh, the spreadsheet to look at how you can make money, and the beautiful part about wholesaling is if you don't want to flip the house yourself, you can flip that piece of paper, buy the house for a dollar and sell that piece of paper for thousands of dollars so there's actually no financial exposure to you. It's real. You can learn from the experts. You can learn from us, the people you trust. And uh, it's coming up October 22nd. You can get on palmettorealestatepros.com and find out a little bit more about it or just call us at the office. Chad, you know that number by heart. Yes, I've said it several times. So it's uh, 803-939-8562. You can also email if you have a question or just curious at chad at palmettoreg.com. And uh, the reason it's called recipes, and, and this is just generally speaking, I mean, not even about the course, but there's there's a way to do things in life. And so it's not just in real estate. In life, there is a way you can do things that work, and then you can try the same thing out of order, and it doesn't work. And sure. so what we're trying to do is set up uh, the, the, the reason for the name is it's just like in baking, and, you know, you want to do things in the right order. You want to put the right ingredients in. And if you don't have the right ingredients, you could say, well, you know, I'll give you an example. And I won't mention names, right? But um, someone we knew at a family gathering decided that, you know, fixing a huge thing of macaroni and cheese. And it said, you know, the recipe called for um, five eggs. But I only put one in it because that's all I had. And so um, guess what happened? Nobody ate macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it just is not the same. I mean, so even though it's just like four things I didn't put in it, I mean, that can make a huge difference. And so you want to make sure you're following a recipe that people who've done it before know, hey, this is the best way this takes. Now, you may find as you get into any endeavor in life, there's things you can change. You know, hey, I, I did this and I tweaked it. And man, that was amazing. But you still need the basic ingredients to start with. And in the right order. And in the right order. And yeah. so, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that do real estate. There's a lot of people that do it very well. There's there's people that started with one thing and, and went into other things. This may be a great a starting point for a new career or a starting point for a new thing just to bring in an extra, you know, $5,000 a month or, you know, 10,000 a well, year, whatever it is, you know, and it may just be informational. Hey, I got the information. I can share it with my children or I can uh, I have something that I can, if something ever changes. Yeah, they ride by money every day and don't know it. And that's what we're going to expect. You know, the amazing well, thing is with like courses and things, I think the, the importance of being there helps because it, there's accountability there, mm -hmm. but we've all done this. I know we've all done this. I've done this, got materials, looked at it. And then never did anything with it. And so we don't want that to happen, you know, because you, you can information. We're in an information age and it's too much information. We know, I think Dawn, you can agree, the wise one with us, 
everybody agrees that information does not make us wealthy. Information, the information alone does not change anything necessarily. It changes change what you know inside. Sometimes but, it paralyzes change. Yeah, so we want to make it such that you know what to do and you can go do it. And we can't make anybody do anything, but, um, you know, you have the tools. I would like a nickname like the wise one. <laughs> you said Dawn and the wise one. I'm like, I like that. Oh, I'm sorry, Dawn. We need a nickname, so we'll fi- we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, well, it- and the beauty about this workshop, I just want to throw this in, is you do not have to have a real estate license to do the things that we are talking about. We happen to have real estate licenses, and um, and that's great, but you don't have to have a real estate license to wholesale to uh, take sub- properties subject to to flip. You don't have to have a real estate license. So this is why this workshop is something that could work for you. If you want to learn how to get into the business of uh, real estate, how to build your own empire, how to do it for pennies on the dollar with no financial exposure to you or depending on what you're comfortable with, with minimal uh, financial exposure or with a little bit more financial exposure, how to make, you know, 40, 50, a hundred thousand dollars on flips. You know, you don't necessarily have to flip the house. You can flip the paper. I mean, there are all sorts of things, but you don't have to have a real estate license to do these things, which is a huge advantage. And we're happy to teach you. It's exciting for us. So the, the, the information's great. The, the real estate market is changing. It's, it's not the end of the world. Things always change. We mention this over and over. So there's no need to be fearful about what lies ahead. Although, you know, there's going to be some bumpy times, I'm sure. But this is like in a great market, there's still bumpy times. Uh, there's there's Everything time. you have to learn how to navigate through it. That's all. Right. And so this is a great time to learn something new because of what things are changing. Right. It gives us a great opportunity and, um, you know, the market changing does not mean that, you know, life is over or you have to change everything. Even for a real estate agent, you know, there's some trepidation out there. Interest rates have kind of spooked the market. They can come to the workshop. Well, they can. But, I mean, even if you don't, even if you just decide, hey, I want to be an amazing real estate agent. It's okay. It's good information to have, but there's 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 ways you adjust. You know, we, we've kind of been in a situation where – if you got a listing, it probably was going to sell. You may have to increase your skill level, increase your relationship building a little more, because no matter what you do, whether it's real estate investor or real estate um, agent, or if you're in any other kind of industry, the best way you're going to get ahead is having great relationships and knowing how to approach different situations and having an optimistic attitude and not kind of one that's kind of like, well, I guess it's over now. You know, uh, you know the what was the dark cloud guy on Peanuts? Was it Linus? <laughs> Linus. Linus. Okay, so who wants that in their life? And think Debbie about Downer it, you might be Linus. Live. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Who wants that? And you may be listening and saying, you know, I'm that person. Well, that's not a gift. Um, you know, you may think, well, this is my gift. It's a, I just bring people back to reality. Well, that can be, you might think of that as a gift, but it is not helping you or anyone else around you. Now, having a person that knows numbers and can look at things, so like uh, Mr. Larry here, he comes from an engineering background. He can look at a project and say, this 
this isn't going to work this way. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to have that. But at the same time, here's how we can make it work. Right. You need to kind of look at things. How, how can we look at something maybe from a different perspective and make something good come out of it? You know, and, and kind of you got to remember there's some people you can help, some people you can't, some people don't want help. So move on. All right. So we're not going to spend time working with po folks who don't want our help or don't need our help. That's right. And um, so what we want to find is come alongside those folks who need assistance, either selling their house, buying a house, um, getting rid of a problem property, whatever the case may be, when you can learn to come alongside instead of coming at it as, you know, I can get a great deal and um, you need to work with me. Um, you know, Don, we were talking about this last week that, um, you, you sent us, uh, somehow you found a property in Columbia and had someone go out. We, we went out to the property. We sent one of our agents out to the property and another person was there trying to buy it. Mm -hmm. And the other person just greatly offended the seller by basically mm -hmm. telling them, why did you do this? Why are you doing that? What don't you know you the numbers on your don't house? Don't you do this? <laughs> right. They were just insulting them constantly saying, well, why do, how do you not know the numbers on your house? What do you owe? How do you not know what you owe? Just like, so who wants to work with someone like that? You know, and, and what we want to do is not only give you tools that you can make money, but help people. Well, that's Scripts. the whole thing. Wholesaling, retailing. If you help people, you feel good about yourself. Chad, we bought houses from people at a huge discount that thanked us and gave us his references because it helped them. Right. And, and I did a wholesale deal where I sold, I, I got the option for $30,000, sold the option for $45,000. So there's a $15,000 margin in there that we got. And the seller who has to sign all the papers who owns the house was hugging me for making $15,000 off an option, mm -hmm. hugging me for helping her out of this house because that was money that she could move forward with her life with. And that's the key. It's not that you were, that you made $15,000. She didn't care right. that you made 15 because you Correct. helped solve the problem. Her Correct. problem was more important than her keeping all the profit. And you got that because you helped find the person you knew who to contact that could get it done. And so uh, let's, this is a great place to pause because when we come back, we'll discuss this further. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. Hello, we're back. This is Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Larry and Dawn. Welcome back. You can call us if you have a question or comment at 803-799-TALK. It's 803-799-8255. Welcome back. We're talking about real estate. We were talking about our upcoming workshop. We were talking about not just a workshop, but, but how to help people in the best way. That, how to, that is the main thing. Help people. If you help people, you help yourself, Chad. Right. You come along, folks, where they're at, and try to solve the problem that they're facing. And we're salespeople or in any kind of communication, really. This could be husband and wife, your kids. When you solve problems that people don't have, there's frustration. There, there's a grind. It's like sandpaper. You're not listening to what I'm saying. How many people been there, done that? So it's just life. You know, when you come along and solve the problem that somebody has, you're, you're, it's good. You know, you've got, a, you've got symbiosis. 
right? <laughs> yeah. When you try to solve problems people don't have or try to solve your problem, only your problem, like I need more money, if that's your problem and that's all you're trying to fix, you're going to end up not being in it very long because you're not helping folks really solve what they need. And you make money, and this is in any industry, in anything you do, when you solve problems, is the more problems you solve, the more money you make. The more bigger problems you solve, the bit more money you make. What do we tell our agents? Become a solutions engineer. Come up with solutions to help people. You'll be successful. Exactly. I like to say we're professional problem solvers. There you go. All right. And so I want to transition a little bit here and talk about inflation because I thought I saw this uh, interesting article. It was in Business Insider. And so um, – and it was from a long time ago. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't recent, but this is a this is so interesting. He says that our real world experience tells us about inflation, and it, the headline is: If people knew the actual rate of inflation, it would implode the economy. Oh boy! It already is. Right? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> it says uh, in our household we measure inflation with the burrito index. <laughs> That's interesting. Like How it. much has the cost of a regular burrito at our favorite taco truck gone up? Now, what do you think? So if you go back from 2001, so they were paying, I think they said two $2.50 in 2001, and it went to $5 in 2010, six fifty in 2016. So if you just stop right there, that's a 160% increase. So does does things go up? Your salary goes up that much, doesn't it? That's a lot, isn't it? So, and we know this, right? So, and and we've mentioned this, I think, but you know, inflation—the way they measure inflation—really matters. And and statistical information is really interesting <laughs> because you can add something into statistical data and really greatly change it to the better or worse. And you can take things out, say, you know, it's the same numbers. We'll just leave this part out. And you wonder how are these numbers so vast. It's because they take the data and they leave things out or put things in. It's pretty pretty easy to do, actually. And um, I remember being in uh, statistical analysis in my business management class. Oh, my gosh. It was like you're looking at um, the mean, the average, you know, all these different things. It's, it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating, but, you know, it's a lot of – it makes your head start spinning because – all the stuff that people say to us, you have to take it with a grain of salt because you don't know where they're getting or, or dig deeper into the numbers. Did you add that in there? What about this? What about that? You know, so you can question, you know, uh, I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, question the truth with boldness. Because, I mean, if it's true, it's going to stand up. But if it's not true, it'll start to fall apart at some point. And so it's a great word. You know, to to to, uh, to look at the data, to look at the background of the things that you you're uh, you're being told, and I, I think the inflation rate, like for instance, I don't think it includes fuel, now like uh, you know gas. I don't think it includes food prices. Food and fuel are F and F, right? But it used to. It used to. So if we measured it by the same measurements, so if we use the burrito index, <laughs> um, or you could use the milk index. Right. Just take a product that you buy. Um, so like I've noticed that creamer getting creamer. I mean, it's just like everything is more. 
And so real estate is naturally going to go up as well. Um, and so some of the, the increase in price is just because it's inflationary. Um, but a lot of it is because there's pressure on that supply and demand we talked about earlier. Right. Dawn, are you still with us? I'm still with okay. you. <laughs> she was in rapture. Mesmerized by your thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, I was saying during one of the breaks, like it used to used to be you can't leave the house without spending thirty five dollars and in the last couple of weeks I've realized you just can't sp leave the house without spending seventy dollars anymore. It's just that's what it is. If and that doesn't even include gassing up. Exactly. So there's there's cost to do anything and so we're either going to make more money or suffer the consequences you're either going to downsize start doing with less this is what happens this is why the economy contracts mm -hmm. and this is what the fed wants i mean you think about it. this is what they want they want really i mean they've kind of said it they want higher unemployment they want that why do they want that because they want the economy to cool uh, one of the reasons for inflation is because, you know, hiring is a problem. And so if you want to hire good people, what do you have to do? You have to pay them more. And so when you pay people more at the, you know, the fast food chain and you're paying $18 an hour for someone to do hamburgers and fries, how, what's going to happen to the hamburger and fries? They have to go up. There's no way around it. I mean, you know, but it's also, um, it's also kind of, if the government just left it alone, it would be only the strongest survive, right? So that hamburger chain, if they make subpar food and, you know, people aren't going to pay more for that food, they're going to go to their favorite places and pay more for that food. So it's just like natural selection, right? Um, and I guess that's the way it is anyway. There's going to be a bit of natural selection here. But when the government gets involved and tries to tweak things themselves, I kind of wish they'd just leave it alone unless they're going to pay off everybody's mortgage, <laughs> you know, which I think would be a much better use of money than just giving it to banks. So, or to foreign governments. Or to foreign governments, yeah. Right. And so this is the problem. There's a lot of a lot of tinkering going on you know the more we tinker the more it messes things up and you probably know this from just life right the more you tinker with your kids sometimes i mean like you give them the rules you tell them how to how to be but if you get involved in every single thing it doesn't usually go real well there, I, there's I used, there's consequences I used to try to fix watches <laughs> i used to tinker with fixing watches and let me tell you how many watches i was able to fix okay. zero <laughs> Well, Don, that's not a good track record. It's not. <laughs> Glad it you got fun. into real estate, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah, the same thing applies with real estate. I mean, we're not tinkering with people's houses. We're saying, hey, what is the problem? Let's try to solve it. Well, Chad, how many agents have you known go get their license and never sell a house? Well, or get their license and sell one a year. You know, and so one it's, or two. Yeah, to people they know. I think mm. I, I saw like the average agent sells four houses a year correct which um you know that's that's not enough to live and so that's an average agent right that's average so you know what is average is that like 50 percent of the agents or 80 percent of the agents because then we live by the 80 20 rule right 20 percent of your efforts produce 80 percent of the results the same with agents 20 percent of the agents produce 80 percent of the results so if you're looking at an average agent they are not in that 20 percent and actually i've heard is higher than that like mm -hmm. yeah 10 uh, percent are doing yeah you know 
90% or something like that. So, but we know how that works because there's people out there doing it every day, making it their livelihood. And we're in real estate. This is what we do. Yeah, if you don't make it a career, don't do it. Well, I mean, you can, so the good news with the workshop is you could do a couple deals a year and have a little extra money. Well, that can become a career. Right. Or you could turn it into a career, but it's yeah. what you, what what's in your heart and your mind to do. And you have to make the decision to, we to do something. We right. did that. And it's, it's difficult to, to change what you have been doing to do something new. And so uh, we understand that. And so mm-hmm. we want to, all the information is good, but you got to take the step to actually uh, move in that direction at some point and say, you know what, I'm going to do this um, and and not just uh, play around the edges anymore and gather information, gather information, watch YouTube videos, which nothing wrong with that, but it's much better if you can find a place where you can find, um, you know, real good training with some mentorship, with some uh, help along the way. You you don't want to go to the come and go. They come in town and then go away. Right. You're right. And one of the things that uh, one of the people that has signed up for the workshop said to me is that, yeah, she was watching YouTube videos and she saw other things, but she wasn't sure who she could trust. She wasn't sure who was going to give her accurate information. And so she was excited when she heard that we were doing it because she knows that we she she's worked with us before and she knows that she can trust us to help her gain the knowledge that she wants to, you know, go out and 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 get into real estate without needing a license go out and you know wholesale and and take on property subject to and build a rental empire and and you know get into flipping if that's where she wants to go but she she trusts us to help her get there and i love that well and that's great news and so we just want to remind you as we finish up the show today to go to palmetto real estate pros.com to get more information and uh, on that site you will find if you scroll down a little bit the access or the uh, the how you can register for that upcoming workshop so go to the, sh- the go to that site palmetto real estate pros.com and we will see you guys next week Be safe out there. Till then, have a great weekend. Admit it. You've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.